Welcome to Getting to the Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today's guest is the owner, the co-owner, co-founder of a unique store offering preserved animal specimens, old medical devices, and quirky jewelry. Bizarre Baltimore. We have Greg Hatem. Uh, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, Rob. Um, so as, as we were talking a little bit earlier, um, before I, I said we were recording, uh, I'm into the, the unique things. And I think... Um, I like to throw out there in conversation on occasion, Baltimore is yeah. one of those portals. We're a portal to this, like, I think you have a portal in New Orleans. I think you have a portal here, <laughs> Vegas, a few other places, but those are places that pop up and places I've been. Totally. We're a portal to like the weird or have you. So, you know, as we get into like, like talking about it, we'll start off with describing, you know, your, your store and what you're doing sure. and the thinking yeah. that went into the business, but also we got to talk about some of the, the quirky and the weird and the unique things that, um, make, make Baltimore prime place for this, this business. Yeah. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. So give us the rundown. Um, just describe your, your, your biz. Yeah. So, um, I guess we, we opened it in 2013. Um, it was kind of just like, a sort of a little experiment, um, kind of signed a six month lease. I just not sure if it was going to work out or not. Um, but, uh, just sort of, uh, within a year after that, we were able to quit our other jobs and just do it full time. But, um, it's a, an oddities kind of store. We have, um, a lot of taxidermy specimens. We have a lot of medical antiques, a lot of funerary antiques, um, just weird odds and ends. Um, some things that we make here at the shop, some things that we get from collectors and auctions and estate sales and all that kind of stuff. But uh, sort of an all of the above sort of thing. But the the common thread is that it's all kind of weird. Weird is good. Um, you know, it's it's like you you've seen um, different places. They make it a part of their uh, city like marketing campaign. Keep Portland weird. Keep <laughs> right. so. Yeah, that's like the late stage. Once they have to do that, it's kind of like, mm, it's, like uh, it's passe. Might be, might be a little expired there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I, I have love for those cities, but uh, but the weirdness yeah, is Baltimore. <laughs> Baltimore doesn't have to do that. We're still, we're still right in the prime of um, still being pretty, pretty weird. <laughs> so in that, so d describe what it's like and what the thinking was like, like going into it. Like describe what it's like being in the the type of business you're in and being here because you guys are located in Hamden and. Um, yep. There are there were some other places that were really kind of unique and had a, uh, a unique set of offerings, and they were in that kind of classification of being weird. So, describe what it's like being in the business space that you're in, and what it's like being in that type of business and being in Baltimore. Yeah, totally. Um, so, yeah, there's a there's a good network of different stores that are similar to ours all around the country um, that kind of uh, market in sort of like the weird and oddities kind of kind of uh, stock and. Um, there wasn't really, uh, I mean, I guess, uh, we just sort of, uh, fell into the idea, to be honest. Um, we, I always wanted to start uh, a retail store in the back of my head. It was sort of like a kind of little dream that I had, um, being a Taurus, as we were talking <laughs> about earlier, I do have an attraction to the material things and the, um, collecting has always been something that I've, uh, I've enjoyed doing myself. And, um, really, I just get really, really excited when I see other people find the thing that they've been looking for, you know, that's kind of, um, the motivation behind it really, uh, to sort of, uh, have a spot where people can see things in person. Cause a lot of this stuff, I mean, you can find it online sometimes, or you can, uh, a lot of people liked that show oddities that was on the, uh, I think it was the sci-fi network or whatever, but, um, but yeah, a lot of people like seeing it, but to be able to see it in person is a totally different thing. Um, and it's, it's completely different than going to a museum where, um, you know, everything's behind glass and it's sort of, uh, inaccessible in some level. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas this is like 
oh yeah, I could take that home today if I like it, you know? So kind of, um, I don't know, that was sort of my motivation behind it. Uh, and yeah, and being in Baltimore, um, uh, it's just, I mean, like you said, like we've been talking about, it's just such a strange town and there's a lot of, a lot of cool artists, weirdo people here. Um, but also a lot of medical, there's a huge medical community with Hopkins yep. and, um, um, you know, and so it kind of, there's a little Venn diagram, um, there's, um, artists, there's medical professionals, there's, um, people who just like to collect weird stuff. Um, it kind of, uh, sort of, uh, sort of all of the above, um, yeah. when we're looking for customers, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where you have some places that have this vibe that it's just, you just have a bunch of stuff where I didn't get that vibe when looking up your store and looking at what you have mm -hmm. there. I was like, Oh, this is actually like really like dope and organized. And it makes sense <laughs> that it's like, I'm going to go in here and not feel like, Am I, is my body going to be found? Am I going to be part of what like, it's just like you have a sex. Well, hey, I, make, I make no guarantees. Right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm no, going to take kidding. up a lot of space. I'm six, four, like 300 pounds. I'm going to take up a lot oh, wow. of space. So just keep that well, in mind. <laughs> I'm, I'm five, six. So yeah, you can take up. No, uh, no, but actually it is. A, I mean, like a lot of those, the shops in Hamden, it is like a little row house. Uh, totally. That's, that's sort of been uh, sort of converted into a, a retail spot. So um, it is pretty small. Uh, and actually I really sort of like that about our shop. Um, it sort of feels like you're, or I hope it feels at least like, um, you might be walking into someone's, uh, private little, uh, closet of curiosities or something. Um, I mean, obviously I would love a lot more space to have a lot more things, a lot of larger things, but, um, uh, actually it's kind of a nice creative limitation to have to be able to work in a smaller space. Um, although during COVID I, <laughs> I would much prefer a larger space with, uh, with lots of ventilation. However, um, <laughs> You can only, you can only do what you can only do. And uh, yeah, so we've just been open by appointment since the, uh, since the pandemic. Cause it's, cause I, I've noticed with it, cause I, I, I'm planning a trip there, obviously, as we talked earlier and, yeah. uh, and just, I think I saw some of the videos and just kind of this, like, this is what we have here. And this is what we have. I was like, Oh, okay. And, and it is set <laughs> up and it kind of gives you that almost a, especially with the, 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 the type of offerings that are there, it's almost a museum in some ways to me. Oh, that's so kind of you to say, I, I, um, I don't know, I guess like, I, I just don't really have that perspective because I see it every day. So <laughs> to me, it's just sort of like, Oh yeah, that thing on the wall. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's cool. And, um, again, like my main motivation is to see people excited by it because that makes me feel really good. And I think it's a, um, just a cool way to share a moment with someone. Yeah. I'm, I'm just ready to get like some needful things, vibes, just cursed <laughs> objects. It's just, yeah, sure. here's, yeah. here's the microphone of a noted <laughs> podcaster and his soul is inside of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so aside from your work, what other creative interests and talents do you have? I usually ask, ask this question is what weird yeah. ass talent do you have? And maybe uh, sure. that's another oh. one to put in there, but <laughs> feel free to well, spin it. Unlike my profession, my, um, my hobby isn't quite so weird. I'm, I'm a musician. Um, and, uh, uh, yep. That's what I, that's what I spend a lot of my, my personal time on. Um, I'm in a few bands and uh, I have a solo, uh, solo, uh, recording, uh, also. So, um, yep. I, 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 before the pandemic, I was, um, playing regularly with my band natural velvet. Mm -hmm. I was playing, playing drums. Um, I've also, I also have another band called moth broth. Yeah. And, um, I also play with the mole suit choir. So they are kind of weird bands, but, uh, but yeah, it's a uh, music's my thing for sure. I dig it. I dig it. So in, yeah. in the, in the, so do you get like really like jazzed up when you see like 
something that's like weird like they have and and, and again this is this is gonna sound terrible it might sound weird but yeah. it's like yeah we have this drum that's made out of human flesh he's like yeah yeah bring that in <laughs> is that like <laughs> something you look forward to like something that's uh, uh an odd like music instrument oh an odd music instrument well i i do have a, an affinity for odd music instruments um i can't say i have anything with human skin but i um <sighs> I do, uh, I do, uh, have a little collection of, of weird instruments, uh, at my, at my place. I have been, um, experimenting with the cuica, which is a, uh, Brazilian, um, drum that, uh, it kind of, it's, it's, it's a weird, it's a really weird instrument, but it kind of sounds like the, um, if you know, in like the samba with the, like, yeah. like that kind of like, it sounds like a straw in yeah. a, a Coke cup or something. And that's the instrument. Oh, it's like great. a, um, it's like a, yeah, it's like a drum with one, um, head and it has a, uh, a little perpendicular wooden stick that comes down that you reach in and actually massage with a wet sponge. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's a very strange instrument. And it makes that, that really strange, uh, like, uh, like soda cup with the straw. Sound. I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> um, but yeah, just like putting that through different, like, uh, weird effects and things. I don't know. That kind of stuff is a little, little hobby, but I wouldn't say it's really that weird. I mean, it's, uh, I'm just thinking of like, how can a rapper like remix that and put that in there? Like, let me just loop that. Oh, totally. <laughs> let me loop yeah, that yeah, quick. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, definitely. It's um, definitely, there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot you can do with that instrument for sure. Um, so yeah. let's see. Um, in your opinion, since, since you're, you're in business here, so you're in this kind of unique spot where you're in business here, but you're also a creative and you're in that scene too. So you're, you're traveling, you're like a day walker in many ways. You're ever to travel <laughs> in, in two different worlds. Um, creatively, what would you say it's like great about Baltimore and this kind of, kind of area? Cause this Hamden's in is Hamden, Hamden is in Baltimore and people f act like it's not. Um, yeah. but creatively, what do you think is great about Baltimore and what do you think is, is an opportunity for improvement or more attention right right um i mean honestly just the attitude it's kind of got like that punk spirit where it's like very do-it-yourself um i don't know it's like one of the I, I mean it i'm not i can't say for certain but it seems like one of the only cities left you know, at least on the east coast where you can um really start your own business with not a whole lot of money um which is uh i mean that's that's a huge quality that makes the difference i think yeah. um, when it comes to people who are like really on i mean we started the shop with, I think I had a, I think I had a credit card that maxed out at like $7,000 or something. And that's how I started the shop. You know, like I, I didn't have um, a whole lot saved. It was a gradual thing too, but, um, but really it's like Baltimore is like the only, I mean, it's hard to, it's hard to start from not very much and, um, and kind of claw your way into a real business that can sustain itself. Um, I mean, if we had rent overhead, like um, most do in other cities, we would have never been able to, to start this, this business. Um, so honestly, just really grateful to, um, to be in a city that has, I know, I know a lot of the residential rent rents and a lot of the rents in Hamden, obviously a lot of the commercial rents are, are kind of skyrocketing, but, uh, compared to other East coast cities, um, you can still find cheap spots if you, I mean, you might have to look kind of hard, but, um, but you know, it, it still feels within the realm of possibility. And I think that makes the, the total difference, um, to be honest, um, just that kind of, uh, sort of anyone can access, access that if they can find the, the right spot. Um, but, uh, I mean, Baltimore is not without its, uh, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of problems that need to be addressed too, but, um, honestly, Brandon Scott being in the mayor right now, I think is, is going to be huge. I'm really excited about his, uh, not to get too political, no, or anything, but, uh, I think that there's a, uh, I'm really, really optimistic about his administration and also, um, just about the future post post COVID. 
Um, it seems like, I mean, sadly, of course, there are, are places that have shut down um, yeah. in Hamden and, and in all, all neighborhoods, but um, it does really kind of feel like at any point, uh, things could just start blooming again, you know, like, yeah. like it's a very spring kind of thing, but it does kind of feel like, I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe I'm just being optimistic, but it feels like, you know, in April or May, hopefully, hopefully by the time people are hearing this podcast, everyone's been, been vaccinated and can kind of um, wake up again and, and kind of, um, I think there's going to be a whole lot of opportunity for people. And I'm hoping that landlords and people who are in positions of power are going to enable um, creative people, especially, but also just anyone who wants to uh, dig in and start a business. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing that's important. And that's the thing that I, I hear in terms of, um, cause you, cause you're from here. Or did you move into Baltimore? Um, I grew up, uh, in my early childhood, like in Hamilton. Okay. Um, but I, I, later my parents moved out to Hartford County. You're local. So it, it's one of those, it's one of those things where I, I hear it a lot from, from people that, that move in and they just talk about kind of echoing what you said from a, um, the opportunity standpoint, you know, they, yeah. they just talk about how things are accessible here and it's in East coast city, but, and, and within that mid Atlantic area, but then it's kind of like the forgotten East coast city in many respects. Right. Um, so that can, that has its advantages in terms of you can get stuff and it's kind of easy, but you got to be able to work hard for it. But also then there's not a lot of resources. And I agree with you yeah. when it comes to, um, to Brandon Scott, one, because he and I are the same age, but two, uh, <laughs> uh, I think one of the Is he an Aquarius? Um, no, I don't think so. We, 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 don't, we, we reject him on that level, but, uh, but, but one of the things that I think is, is, is big is in some of the um, meetings I've been with and different boards I've been on. And as I kind of get just more opportunities to work with, with artists and folks like that, yeah. um, just some of the plans he has. And it's just like, yeah, one of the first things is like within the first hundred days, let's have a board that's focused on, creatives here because you, I hear it all the time from like folks at BOPA and things like how are we losing talent all the time? Mm, and, yeah. you know, I think that there are two, two things that are going for, for people here. One, well, going that, that are part of the conversation here. I don't know if it's going forward against, but I believe that Baltimore is very authentic. And in that way, we can smell bullshit really quickly. And <laughs> yeah. that's hard to navigate that when you go to a realm that's really focused on kind of lip service and things like that. So right. we smell it, we see it, we don't want part of it. So that kind of lessens how far you can really go and, and how broad you can really go with things. And and yeah. secondly, I think in terms of like resources and, and I, and, and I don't know what your take is on it. Maybe it's the same or similar, sure. but I think, there are, let's say you have a pie, right? And mm -hmm. the pie has eight slices. We're being told that there's eight slices, but in reality, five of those slices are already earmarked for people. Yeah. And we're thinking that, oh, there's an opportunity, a fair opportunity out there, but really it's only three slices that are really available that aren't earmarked and we're trying to fight for it. And right. the resources aren't being given out. Like, well, and it, and it just sucks when there's like creative people that are being pitted against each other for those kind of resources, yes. because, because I mean, honestly, you want to, you want to provide every opportunity for creatives and, um, and people who just have such, uh, such great ideas to share with the community. And, um, yeah, like you said, it's, it's really tough when there's, um, there's certain forces that are, oh, unfortunately mm -hmm. still present that are, um, monopolizing a lot of the resources and a lot of the power. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I'm, I, I am really excited about, uh, yeah. about Brandon Scott and, um, my council person, Ryan Dorsey also is an example of someone that I, uh, 
excited to um, to see to kind of take over, take the reins a little bit. Totally. Hopefully. Because I mean, as you were getting that with, you know, even though it was a gradual process and starting where, where you were at, it's like, oh, well, let me max this credit card out of this seven grand. And, <laughs> you know, for like a micro grand or small grants here and there, three to $500 can mean a lot for someone that's, yeah. that's creating, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like people think it's always this gradual back and forth on how does one justify their artistic expression? Like, I'm right, a podcaster right. and I, I told you how long I've been doing it and right. I learned what it takes to do my stuff, but yeah. it's not, it's not free to do this either. And it right, often yeah. gets missed and it's like a grant here or a grant for someone else that's trying to put this out there and try to do good, really representate, rep, rep, representing what Baltimore is about. That's, I think that's an important thing and it gets yeah. missed because of, as you were saying earlier, maybe certain powers that be or, whatever's out there, but I think we're hitting sure. in the right direction. And that, I, I don't think <laughs> yeah. it's optimistic. I, I feel the same way. We need some optimism here. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, yeah. So going back into it, um, huh? if you had the opportunity, um, what creative person living or dead would you want to work with? And in which uh, way and why would it be that particular person? Uh, that's such a hard question. Well, I actually, <laughs> I think I, okay. Is it okay if I give you more than one answer? Please. I'll, I'll make it brief. <laughs> um, I think as far as like art and design and that um, kind of uh, space is concerned, I would have to say uh, Bruce Goff, who was uh, an architect who kind of pioneered the genre of organic architecture. Um, but he was just this like beautiful queer spirit who made these really beautiful buildings that have gone um, criminally underrepresented, I think, uh, or even some of them have been demolished, honestly. Right. Um, it's just really, uh, his work is just really amazing to me. And, um, to be able to design, uh, cause we do a lot of like, um, we do some projects in the, in the store, like different, like, um, entomology, like different bugs and things like that, but just to make some kind of, uh, I would love to collaborate in, in, in inside of one of his, uh, buildings that he's built. I think, uh, I mean, he's just one of my favorite architects and one of my favorite artists. I'm here for it. Um, but then for music, because that has to hold, be a whole different category for me, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it's a tie between, uh, I think, uh, June Tyson, okay. who was the singer with the Sun Ra Orchestra. Yeah, um, yeah she, I, I always loved how she was able to, um, to like ride that line between like the super like avant-garde and the like pop jazz kind of thing. Yeah. And that just resonates with me so much. And um, I just think her voice is incredible. And I would love to to do a whole weird pop album with her if I could. Um, and then also I have to say um, Sue Tissue, who was the uh, singer of the uh, punk band Suburban Lawns mm-hmm. um, from like the early 80s. Um, but she is a really... Uh, she she actually put out her own solo album that I think is maybe the most mysterious and incredible <laughs> record. And then she just disappeared. She she put it out on her own label. I probably pressed like a hundred copies, and then um, did out. like some. She did like some like uh, cameo on some movie or something in the eighties, and then just pieced out. No one can find her. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, just really really incredible stuff. And um, I would love to find her and work on music with her. I mean. Um, but I, I think she probably wants to be left alone. But uh, Sue Tissue, if um, you get a chance, look her up. And nothing, none of her stuff has been reissued because yeah. no one can find her to buy the rights or to you know, negotiate anything. So she's kind of one of those um, enigmas. And 
I'd love to just pick her brain and, and to make some music with her. I will check. I will check her out. And also, Jean- yeah, Sue, Sue Fishy, no E, S U. Gotcha. And uh, <laughs> and uh, Gene Tice is an Aquarius, just for for context. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I mean, it makes, <laughs> makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, gosh, you, yeah. Um, that's a really tough question, and I um, I'm. I I'm sticking with my answer. I think, but I think you, you, uh, you, you, you did it well <laughs> though. You got it out there. Um, so in, in what ways, um, and let's talk about, um, bizarre Baltimore a little bit more. Um, in, yeah, sure. in what ways have you expanded your business? Like in, in, in the most substantive, in the most substantive way, like, what do you think you, yeah. you, if someone asks you, what's that one way that you've expanded your business? How would you, you sum it up? And, what way would you like to expand it moving forward, whether it be in, in, in terms of size or whether it be in terms of offerings, things like that? Yeah. So, I mean, size seems like the obvious answer because our store is so small and there are so many large, fantastic taxidermy objects and otherwise that, um, that would, that would be great to have. But, um, honestly, I mean, the, the biggest way we've expanded is just listening, listening to customers who ask for certain things or who are, you can see like they're interested in talking about certain, certain items, certain um, areas of uh, collectibles and that kind of thing. And you just sort of, um, you just have to listen and say, Oh, this is, this is what people want. Cause when we first opened, we didn't have a whole lot of stuff. I mean, um, we were starting from scratch with just, you know, not a whole lot of money. And, um, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't cast a wide net and just see what people wanted. We kind of had to just really listen in carefully and find things for people. And, um, you know, it's like after the second person asked us for the same thing, it's like, Oh, we need to, you know, stock this all the time. Um, that kind of thing, listening to our customers is really the, 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 I mean, the best way we've expanded, I think, um, just in terms of offering different products and, um, really sort of trying to, uh, to, uh, carry things that people want, you know, um, but of course, I, I would love a I would love a larger space. Um, in theory, <laughs> I uh, happy here, obviously. But um, that's I mean, when you talk about expansion, that would be probably the the next step. If if, uh, but you know, I mean, um, also we've expanded with like uh, different things we've been we've been making. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was maybe the second Christmas season that we had. It was like we were just out of stuff. You know, it was just like people are buying things. You know, this is actually working. Yeah. So now we're kind of screwed because we're out of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we kind of, part of it was just like, go back in the workspace, find whatever you can find make something, put it in a glass dome, you know, pin an insect, whatever, yeah. do this, do that. We started making candles. We made it, we made greeting cards. We made like our own jewelry. Um, just trying to make things, um, has been, um, really, uh, it's been, it's been really cool and really liberating. That's great. Um, yeah. And you never know. I mean, um, like our, our candles, like if you told me that our candles would be popular when we first started making them, I would have been like, no way. I just, I don't know what I'm doing, but, um, actually it's become a, a huge, uh, part of our business. Um, our, we just have like our own lineup. I, I guess we're up to eight different, um, scented candles, yeah. um, that we, that we stock regularly and we make them all right here in the shop. Um, but, uh, yeah, just little things like that. And it's like, um, you don't know, you don't know what you can do until you try. Absolutely. And I think that's, I think that's kind of the the way we'll probably be expanding for a while. It's very punk um, rock for one DIY. Two, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you have three things. You, you sold yourself short. You mentioned music, <laughs> you mentioned entrepreneur, but also you're making things. You're, you're out there doing candles. And um, yeah. one of the things that really resonated with me is, is the listening piece and, you know, being uh, with friends with, with different business owners, especially during this time, 
you know, I'm an analyst in my day job. I'm a a problem solver and I'll I'll sit there and I'll look at things and I'll identify it. And sometimes it's a lot of ego there and people don't listen. And in the spirit of listening, I have one request for you guys. I I need a mogwai that's preferably brown and white that's water resistant i, I don't oh, water resistant i, I don't oh, know if it's something you guys can find but I think water uh, resistant takes the fun out uh, of it yeah you're right um <laughs> so i i have um one more question and um sure. i and at the end you know as you've listened to a few of the episodes i like to give um the guests the opportunity to shamelessly plug anything they have coming up social media all of that good stuff sure sure so um Let's see. Uh, if you had someone visiting Baltimore, let's say COVID is gone. Let's say, you know, when it's this this magical time that we're all yeah, looking right? forward to. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now I'm putting a different spin on it. Usually it's food oriented. Where do you want people to go eat? We're not going to do mm. that. We're going to do what are three <laughs> odd places that they have to check out here. In your opinion, oh. where are the odd places? Obviously, they have to go to Bizarre Baltimore, but also oh, what yes. are the odd places <laughs> that they got to check out? Yeah, that's a great question. And um yeah, unfortunately, with COVID, there's been a lot of things that have closed. Sure. Um, a lot of really cool places in our neighborhood, even like Hamden Junk was one of my favorite shops. Yes. They, they closed, unfortunately. But um, but uh, I'm going to say definitely have to check out Dr. Gloom's Crypt of Curiosities, ah. which um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. It's actually in Protean Books and Records, which is in the Otterbein neighborhood. Okay. But um, my friend Chris LaMartina and uh, his wife, Melissa, they, they uh, have this little kind of sideshow dime museum type thing. And it's totally, totally worth a trip. Wow. Um, it's free. It's just like in the back of this, uh, this awesome record shop. Um, so definitely check out Dr. Gloom's crypt of curiosities. Um, you said three things. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the Fiji yeah. mermaid right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely check out that. Um, I would say, I mean, come on, Greenmount cemetery. That's yeah. obviously yeah, go there. the prettiest place. Yeah. Um, definitely worth, worth a, worth a, uh, a, um, visit there. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the, uh, the, they have the, uh, gravestone of the inventor of the Ouija board. Yeah. Elijah heard, yeah. 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 And they, um, the talking board historical society, uh, recently renovated the gravestone and, uh, made it into like a, a Ouija board. That is amazing. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Um, and it's just, you know, right in the, in the beautiful cemetery. It definitely worth, worth checking that out. Um, and then for number three, I'm going to say Three Miles House, oh. which is a karaoke bar in Remington. Okay. Um, super, super old school, like uh, just kind of like the definition of like a corner bar, uh, karaoke bar, unchanged probably since 1982, maybe. I don't know. Just really, really cool place that I can't wait to go back to once it's safe. Um, but definitely a great mix of uh, characters. Um Definitely a cool spot that I hope to visit again soon. Uh, I'd, I'd recommend that as my third place. That's fantastic. Um, so I'm pretty much done with my questions. You, you've aced it, really? flying colors. Um, oh, shit. So uh, feel free to to plug away. What do you got? What do you got to plug, plug on? Oh, my gosh. Um, well, um, at the shop, we have a brand new uh, scented candle called Fortune Teller, which is our latest in our line of scented candles. And... Um, my idea behind it was to sort of uh, create the smell of like a waiting room when you're like waiting to have your 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 fortune read or like at the psychic slot, little lounge, yeah. uh, like what it might smell like there. That's the, the concept behind it. I'm pretty psyched on it. It has kind of like, um, kind of smells like like 1950s perfume with like spices. I don't know. It's a, it's a really cool candle. I'm pretty stoked on that one. That one just came out. Um, 
we have a, I think this is probably going to be um, after, uh, I mean, before this, uh, this podcast episode airs, but uh, on March 6th, there is a, um, we are sponsoring a virtual drag show, <laughs> which is uh, really cool with one of our, um, a few of our, our close friends. Um, that's called the uh, filthiest people alive. I'm sure they'll be doing more shows, um, but definitely worth, worth looking up. Uh, Section eight is the uh, drag queen behind it. And, uh, and our friend Divya Anantharaman from um, New York, uh, who's a taxidermist and, and uh, she teaches classes at our shop sometimes or had been before the uh, pandemic, but um, uh, definitely that. Um, personally, I have, I think, three albums and two EPs that I'm hoping to release this year. <laughs> this is kind of stuff that's been sort of, um, uh, it's been tough with COVID and also, um, just, uh, you know, uh, uh, finding the resources to put all this stuff out, but I'm sure it'll get released eventually. Um, I don't know if I have uh, working titles <laughs> for some of them, so I can't quite plug them as I would like to, but, um, I did release an album last year under my name, um, Greg Hatem, and the album is called spring light. And, um, uh, that's sort of, um, about the cusp between, uh, Pisces and Aries as we were sort of talking about, yeah. earlier. um, cause I'm a huge astrology nerd. So, uh, there's that. Um, and gosh, uh, I band uh, natural velvet. We're um, almost on our new album and we have a, um, an EP coming out soon of uh, different remixes from our last album. Uh, so that's, that's definitely something to look, look out for. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I feel like that pretty much covers it as far as uh, it's weird because there's not a whole lot of events with dates yeah, yeah. that you can point to because of COVID. But um, yeah, I think that covers it. Our um, store Instagram is uh, bizarre Baltimore. Uh, it's B-A-Z-A-A-R, Baltimore. Um, and we also are on the Facebooks and the uh, Twitter and all that kind of stuff too. So, um, and our website is bizarrebaltimore.com. So thank you for coming on to the podcast. I'll do my sign thank off. Thank you so much. Yeah, totally. Yeah, of course. So for, for Greg Hatem, I'm Rob Lee saying that there is a lot of weird stuff in Baltimore. You got to look for it.